Hey guys, welcome back to Amstone channel. I am with the one and only Peter Chief. He needs no introduction. He is a big believer in gold. He's a American investor. And as well, he's a big critic of uh, Bitcoin. How are you doing, Peter? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. How are you this morning? Awesome. I'm doing great as well. Thank you. Okay, Peter. So let's start with the first question. What do you think is going on with uh, current economy? Well, I think we're, uh, you know, experiencing the, uh, you know, the collapse of the credit bubble. You know, with the world has been gorging, particularly the United States, but not just the United States, on cheap money for a long time. And, mm -hmm. and so while money was cheap, a lot of people borrowed and they borrowed a lot more than they could repay. But people were not looking at the principal. They were looking at the debt service. And as long as the debt service costs were low, nobody was worried. Well, the debt service costs aren't low anymore and they're rising and they can rise considerably from here. And so I think we're seeing this entire uh, phony economy that was built on a foundation of cheap money. It's about to collapse because the foundation is gone. Got it. And uh, as we know, inflation is basically a reaccelerates higher. In June, we had like CPI print 3% and August, I believe it was like 3.7%. What do you think is going to happen next for inflation? I think this year was the, the trough of inflation, 2023. We had a breakout in 2021. Um, we had a bit of a pullback in 2023, uh, not back down to 2%, but you know, closer to two than nine. But this is kind of the, the, the trough. I think next year, 2024, you're gonna see higher rates you know, than we, we had this year. Uh, and we're headed back up. And you know, the Fed is already up at five and a half percent uh, there's really not much more they're going to do unless they uh, raise rates substantially. But I don't even think that's going to going to solve the problem because you're going to see uh, a huge recession, financial crisis that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Fed to print even more money and uh, throw gasoline on the inflation fire. Yep, totally agree. And uh, as we know that like national debt increases, I believe a few days ago they printed over like they added. 275 billion dollars to national debt in like two weeks and uh, as you know that to service the debt for government increases as well so i think next year uh government will soon have to pay like close to like one trillion dollars to service the debt uh, we think yeah i mean the national debt just hit 33 trillion yep. just over two weeks ago and it's already almost 33 and a half trillion we're halfway to 34 trillion uh, we may we may do a trillion in a month. It took us three tr three three months to la add the last trillion, but you know it it it, it took the first forty presidents, what one hundred and fifty years, to get to one trillion in debt, and, yeah. and we 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 may do it in a month now. It goes but exponentially. Interest on the national debt, when the year began, it was about three hundred billion a year. Now it's over seven hundred billion. By the end of the year, it'll be about a trillion a year. But by the end of next year, it'll be about two trillion a year. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a tr at a trillion a year, it's already it's already a bigger expense than national defense. But at two trillion a year, it'll be bigger than Medicare or Social Security. It'll be the single biggest line item in the budget. And a few more years, maybe four years from now, five years, uh, interest expenses will exceed one hundred percent of tax revenue. Now, if you imagine that for a moment, 
all the money the U.S. government collects is in taxes, income taxes, payroll taxes, um, you know, sales taxes, whatever, you know, duties, all that money, 100% of it will go to interest on the debt. So there's nothing left for defense, nothing left for Social Security or Medicare or all these programs, unless the government borrows that money. The government would have to borrow 100% of its expenditures because 100% of its tax revenues would be going to interest on the money it borrowed in the past. Now, there is no way that a country can survive that. I mean, I don't even think we can get to that point. So somewhere between now and then is a complete implosion of the system. Yeah, right now, like $1 trillion will be a 20% of total uh, tax revenue, which is insane. And uh, so to follow up, Peter, um, where do you think people should save? Where should people uh, go to, to as a safe haven asset to, uh, to, um, to survive this uh, like collapse, whatever is coming? Well, it's a monetary collapse. It's a debt to collapse. So the safe haven would be gold. I mean, obviously, um, uh, gold is going to retain its value. Uh, gold has come under some pressure recently because a lot of traders don't understand. They're, they're just reacting to the dollar strength, which is a function of rising bond yields. But traders just don't get that these rising bond yields are, are, are not a positive for the dollar. Bond yields are rising because of inflation, because of a lack of confidence among lenders in the ability of the U.S. government to repay its debts. And, and none of that is bullish for the dollar. So these are just a bunch of trading algorithms that have been programmed to react, but not think. And so they're simply uh, reacting to rates and not thinking out what it really means or why rates are rising. But I think at some point you're going to see a crack in the dollar, and I think gold's going to take off. Uh, because no matter how this shakes out, gold's going to be the winner. Because either there's going to be a default on all the debt, uh, which is going to be a huge economic financial crisis, and I think gold will be a, a, a safe haven. Alternatively, if we just have massive inflation because the, the Federal Reserve doesn't want to allow a, a complete credit contraction and, and financial crisis, then we have runaway inflation. And, and again, you, you would turn to gold because either way, if you're in if you're in dollars, you're going to lose. If you're in, the, you know, you have money in a bank or money in a bond, either you're going to lose your money because you don't get paid or you're going to lose your purchasing power because you get paid in money that doesn't buy very much. Agreed. And uh, where do you think like intrinsic value for gold comes from and what is it? Well, it's a commodity. It's a, it's a precious metal. It has all sorts of properties that for thousands of years have been highly desirable uh, for many uses. I mean, the, the biggest one being jewelry, that's about half the demand. Uh, people have been making jewelry out of gold for thousands of years. Uh, but it has a lot of applications in industry, in, in, in computers, in, in avi aviation, aerospace, medicine, dentistry. Uh, there are a lot of um, things that gold can do a lot better than, than other metals. And so, uh, you know, there's always going to be demand for it. And, but the reason that gold is a great store of value, as opposed to a lot of other commodities that also have loose uses, is that d gold doesn't lose its property over time. I mean, it, it, there, it doesn't decay, it doesn't tarnish. So you can store gold for an infinite number of years 
and it's going to be just as valuable. It's going to be able to do the exact same thing. In fact, even if you use your gold, right? Let's say you, here's, I have a, a, a gold ring. This, this ring happens to be made of 24 karat gold. But if I got tired of wearing this ring <laughs> or, you know, if, if somebody in my family needed money one day, they, 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 this could be melted down and it, it could be used, uh, you know, to make a different type of jewelry or it could be used uh, to conduct electricity. It could be you put into a semiconductor or it could be used in medicine, whatever, because the gold doesn't change just because it's been made into a ring. I mean, you can melt it down and start all over again. And it's exactly uh, the same gold that you have. So you, know, you can't really do that with other commodities. And so gold doesn't uh, you know, uh, lose its value. So it's a store of value. Got it. Uh, I think there is no doubt that gold has a value but I think there is a difference between value and intrinsic value. Like intrinsic value has to be well-defined while value could be like more subjective. What do you think about that? Well, look, there's always a subjectivity to anything. Uh, you know, I mean, does gold have any value if you're on an island uh, dying of thirst? No, I mean, I guess there you need, you need water. You know, uh, you can't drink your gold. So if you're going to die of thirst, you know, you don't care about anything but, but, but the water. Um, but to say that all value is subjective, meaning that, you know, you can't, you can't look at something and, and, and say, no, this has value, uh, you know, whether it has value to a particular person in a, in a particular situation is irrelevant to an objective fact that here is a element, a commodity, a good that has certain qualities and properties that can do certain things. There is a value to that. You know, maybe two people might assign a different price to that value, but you can't really deny the fact that there's value there. You know, but then when you get to something like Bitcoin, I think Bitcoin is all about price and it's not about value at all. I mean, people can want Bitcoin and they, they could be willing to buy it. Um, but I don't think that there's any, you know, any real value there, you know, even just, be, you know, other than the fact that there's a market price, which is fine, but, you know, price is what you pay. The value is what you get. And, you know, you could buy Bitcoin today and pay, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, 20, $27,000 for Bitcoin, but you're not going to get $27,000 of value. You're just going to get a Bitcoin. Um, now, will you be able to sell that Bitcoin in the future for more than you paid? Maybe, maybe not. It just depends on uh, if there are people willing to buy it. But they have to be willing to buy it despite the fact that it has no value because it's never had any, any, any real value. I mean, to the extent that maybe it has some value, I would say it's minimal because there's I, – I, I stopped keeping track of how many altcoins there are now. I mean, I stopped looking at them when it was above 20,000. Maybe it's 30,000 by now. Who the hell knows? But um, there's so many out there. Um, and there's so much Bitcoin out there. Because, again, you don't need a whole Bitcoin. One Satoshi will do. Uh, there's trillions of those. <laughs> so it's not like there's a shortage of Satoshis. But Peter, uh, value and price, they have to meet like at one point of another. Usually, I believe Joe Greenblatt, one of the hedge fund managers, he said, it's within like three to five years if your your thesis did not play out how you think, uh, there is a decent chance that you are wrong. What do you think about that? Well, I, I suppose, you know, maybe the longer it takes for your thesis to play out, maybe 
that raises the probability that you're wrong. I mean, it took a long time for my housing bubble thesis to play out, and, and I was right. It took a long time for my dot-com bubble thesis to play out, and I was right. Now, I'll admit that it's taking even longer for the Bitcoin thesis to pan out. <laughs> but look, nobody who bought Bitcoin in 2000 and what, 20, 21, 22 uh, are making money because people paid fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 for Bitcoin. Um, and if you go back and look at the peak in 2017, which is six, seven years ago, uh, Bitcoin got as high as 20,000 back then. And it's not that much higher than that right now. So it's not like, you know, if, if you bought that, that rally, you, you, you know, you haven't made a lot of money. You know, a lot of people had expected by now, if you go back to all the Bitcoin hypers, people were expecting, you know, 100,000 by now or even more. I mean, remember all the laser beams that people put on their eyes back like in 2021? The laser beams were about Bitcoin going to 100,000. Right, we're, we're not even close to 100,000. So, I mean, the laser beams didn't work, right? So Bitcoin hasn't delivered on all the hype. So maybe it's all the pumpers and, and, and hodlers that have to start questioning uh, what they were saying because they haven't made any money. The big money was made in Bitcoin early on. You know, sure, I, I had an opportunity when I first heard about it to buy Bitcoin below 10 bucks I don't remember exactly where it was, but it was pretty low compared to where it is now. And yeah, anybody who bought Bitcoin back then and who has sold has made a tremendous amount of money. But Bitcoin didn't really become popular until 2017 when it spiked up to 20,000. Uh, and that's when all of a sudden you got all this stuff going on. And the, the, the institutional money or the hedge funds, they didn't even come in until Bitcoin was, you know, 40,000, 50,000. So they're down, you know, I mean, look at all the hype from Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor's average price for his Bitcoin is just over 30,000. So he's down. MicroStrategies, the poster boy for crypto, they're down. Look at, um, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, um, what's the country? Uh, El Salvador. El Salvador, yeah, El Salvador. El Salvador's average price is even higher than MicroStrategy. He's up in the 40,000s. Yeah, but Peter, you're yeah. really picking certain uh, time frame. What if you look at it, for example, like a 10, 15 years time frame? Yeah, I know Bitcoin hasn't. Yeah, but he didn't buy it. But, 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 but um, El Salvador didn't buy any Bitcoin back then. Yeah, but what, <laughs> what, what do you think he's going to be in 10 years from today? Do you think he's going to be profitable or? <laughs> no, I think, I think it's going to be lower. I think in 10 years, it'll be lower than it is now. Now, it may not be lower than it was at the beginning. Bitcoin still may be worth more than a dollar in 10 years, but it may be worth a lot less than 10,000. It may be worth less than 5,000 or less than 1,000. I, I don't know, but I think that we've probably peaked. Now, if we, if we do make a new high and Bitcoin goes above 100,000, then obviously I was wrong about that. We didn't peak. Um, but, you know, I, I still don't think that even if that does happen, that, that I'm wrong. I just think that, you know, I'm wrong about it peaking, but I'm not wrong about it ultimately collapsing. But I, I don't even think at this point, if you think about where Bitcoin could go, let's say, let's say it could go to a hundred thousand, you know, what is that from here? Triple your money, right? A little bit more. Yep. 
I, I, to me, I, I, there are other investments that I think could be triples. I mean, I think a lot of the gold stocks that I, that I own, I think not only could they go up 10x, but 20x, 50x. So I think that's a better bet as far as the upside. And the downside is, I think, you know, yes, there's downside in these stocks, but they're not going to zero like, like Bitcoin could. I think there's a lot less downside risk, especially buying the gold stocks where they are now. So it's like, do I want to sell my gold stocks to buy Bitcoin? No, right? I don't. Do I want to take cash and buy Bitcoin? Well, no, I'd rather just buy more of those stocks. I think, I just think it's a better risk reward, uh, uh, you know. But Peter, Bitcoin is very useful, uh, maybe not so much in the United States, but if you look at countries like Argentina or Turkey, Bitcoin literally made like new all-time high in those currencies. So Bitcoin was- right, right. Well, so did, but so did gold, so did a lot of things. But um, yeah, look, Bitcoin is not the only cryptocurrency they can use in these other countries. And ultimately, I think when we start getting cryptos backed by gold, and they start to proliferate, especially if they're put out by reliable, credible parties, uh, that's, that's what people are going to choose because it's a much better store of value and it's going to be much more efficient to utilize. So if you're, let's say you're in one of those countries and you could buy a, a digital currency that represents ownership of actual gold and that cryptocurrency, its value is pegged to gold. Now you have a reliable store of value that's actually a much better medium of exchange and unit of account than Bitcoin. So Bitcoin won't be able to survive competition from a gold-backed crypto. Just, just won't. Peter, we already had or that. multiple. We already had exact uh, the same thing prior to 1971, where gold was backed by US dollars. So what's the difference going to make when gold is going to be backed by some currency that will be like centralized and can be easily manipulated? No, it's not the... Gold isn't backed by currency. The currency is backed by gold. But yes, right. the U.S. government defaulted on its commitment. So maybe people won't trust the U.S. government. Maybe they'll trust uh, a different government or maybe they'll trust the private sector. You'll have a private contract where a private company uh, will uh, back a crypto by gold. Look, people trust private companies all the time. Everybody who has insurance, you buy auto insurance, you buy life insurance, you buy fire insurance. They're only as good as the corporation who has promised to make good on that policy. And so the same thing could happen with a gold-backed token. I could buy uh, a, a token backed by gold because I trust the counterparty. I trust the company is going to keep its legal commitment that it's made to me, just like I trust the insurance company that if I get into an auto accident, they're going to pay. They're going to pay the claim, right? So it's this... And, you know, and, and companies compete with one another for their reputation so that they can, you know, sell insurance. So companies will compete with their reputation so that they can mint uh, a gold-backed crypto because there will be profit in uh, tokenizing gold. When you do that, you will make money, just like any mint makes money. When they take gold bullion and make it into a recognizable coin, there is a profit there. And so there will be profits for companies who do this uh, but only to the extent that people trust them, that people trust that the gold is there and they're not going to uh, default on their on their obligations. Yeah, that is true. But um, if there is a central entity backs a currency by gold, maybe it will work for maybe three, uh, 30 years, 50 years, for a number of decades, but there right. will be a point of time where 
like every centralized entity like goes down don't you think yeah, so? yeah well but I, st I still think it's a better it's better odds than bitcoin because when you have bitcoin you're just you're just you're just owning hope and hype i mean people could give up on bitcoin it's like a fad i mean it's popular but you know it could lose its popularity i think it's already lost Look, look what happened with my son. He used to be totally in, into Bitcoin and now he doesn't even care about it anymore. He's off into something else. <laughs> so believe, people, we'll, you know, people we'll lose interest. He'll change his mind <laughs> in, in the next cycle. <laughs> well, he just got taken in with, uh, you know, uh, AI. And all of a sudden it was just all he thought about was AI and, 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 and you know, Bitcoin, you know, that was it, just like kind of went off his radar. But don't you think it's useful and valuable, for example, like storing million dollars in your head and traveling around the world? You cannot do that with gold. You cannot do this certainly with fiat. Well, you can. You can have, again, you can have uh, a, a cryptocurrency that you own, uh, Title II. Uh, it's, it can be sitting in a vault in Switzerland, but you own the tokens that entitle you to that gold. So it's the same principle. But at least you own something real. When you own Bitcoin, again, you don't have money. You have the ability to turn your Bitcoin into money so long as somebody with money wants your Bitcoin. So as long as there's a buyer for your Bitcoin, yeah, you, you, you've got something valuable. But if there are no buyers, then you're stuck with nothing in your head, just a string of numbers. <laughs> okay, Peter, uh, do you have a Bitcoin wallet? Well, I had one, but you know, I, 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 I didn't I remember the that. seed phrase. So it's, I, I have no way of accessing it. So my Bitcoin are lost forever. Why did you open? <laughs> not like that I had that many. Bubble. I had a third. I had like a third of a Bitcoin. Oh wow, it's not bad. Almost 10 k. It's like less. Uh, Peter. Yeah, it's gone. I have no. So, but people tell me that that's. I helped out everybody else because I, I, I took the twenty one million, supply down slightly because <laughs> my Bitcoin are gone forever. It's like they're they're gold coins that are that are at the bottom of the ocean, but they're so deep, no one's gonna find them. I mean, they're still there. Right, the gold doesn't go anywhere. So my Bitcoin, I guess, doesn't go anywhere. As long as the network, of course, if all the miners go away and there's nobody, you know, uh, operating the, all those nodes anymore, then maybe they do go away, right? Because you have to have the computing power out there validating the transactions. The miners have to be able to get paid in order to keep everything going. Well, the hash rate power makes like new all-time high like every day. Uh, anyway, Peter, um, why did you open like a Coinbase account and Whatever this video generates, I will send you uh, those money in Bitcoin. What do you think? <laughs> huh? I know, uh, how, how much is that going to be? <laughs> Maybe a few hundred dollars. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I will give you another option. If you're willing to hold that Bitcoin for at least one year, I will double your money. Like after this video, maybe it goes live today. <laughs> after one week, if you will hold it for one you year. Mean you'll double you'll... my Bitcoin. So I if my Bitcoin your... goes down, you'll just double that <laughs> lower number, right? So. No, I will double it from one week from today. So I know we be, we have Bitcoin havoc next year. Maybe it's going to be hundred k. So you'll be very happy. What do you think? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know that it's not. It's not. It's not going to be enough to make a difference. I would. I will hardly have any Bitcoin. Yeah, like a few hundred dollars. That is something. Uh, yeah. So what? For a few hundred dollars, big deal. It's going to be. So I'll have five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. Okay. So I will double your Bitcoin, I, and you you will hold it for one year. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I got to I mean, it's a hassle to go and open up another wallet. I, ha I have some wallets I, from some uh, uh, companies that were tokenizing gold. You might be able to send me send some Bitcoin to one of those. I got to look. Uh, sure. Whatever wallet you send me, I will I will uh, send it to you on that wallet.
And me, Peter, yeah. what would you want, Peter, my viewers? And meanwhile, to... you should call up Shift Gold and buy yourself some gold. <laughs> Get some real money. I have I have one ounce of gold. <laughs> I have one one ounce of gold at ten ounces of silver. I bought it like 2016 or something like that. Like it was like fifteen hundred dollars, and that I actually thought to I want to have maybe a third of my portfolio in gold. That was like I think early 2020. But then it was actually very difficult to buy gold, so I just decided to buy more bitcoins. And I it's very easy to buy gold. Just call up Shift Gold. We'll get it and send it right out to you. Yeah, but you also have to pay, uh, I think, brokers fees and. Very yeah. small. It's not much. One or two percent. It's not a lot. Okay, Peter. It was nice talking. You know, to those you. miners aren't working for free. All you guys in Bitcoin. I mean, they're taking money uh, out of the network constantly. You know, they're because they 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 have to they they create new Bitcoin and put them out there, right? And they sell them into the market. So there's a cost. You know, there's no cost once you own gold and you have it yourself. There's no ongoing cost. I mean, if you store it yourself. There's no, you know, it has value. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. You don't need anybody to have gold, it retain gold its value. Gold is physical and Bitcoin is digital. Yeah, that's true. But so what? You still need you still need the miners. You still need Peter, all that we go, energy. We're going into this like the network. We're going to this digital age where technology goes exponential, and you do not think that this is going to be actually beneficial for Bitcoin? No, no. No. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It was not. Nice. Right. Where would you uh, like? Well, they look. They should. They yeah. should listen to my podcast to get the other side of uh, the Bitcoin story at shiftradio.com or sign up. You know, to follow on my YouTube channel, uh, the Shift Report. Listen to my podcast. I do a, a couple a week. I'm doing one. I think tomorrow. We get the jobs data coming out, so I'll be talking about that and what's been going on all week in the market. Um, people who are interested in buying gold, as I said, they should. You know, go to Shift Gold. If they have larger portfolios that they like me to manage, my main business is Euro Pacific Asset Management. Europac.com is the website. Uh, and if you want to speculate, as I said, what I'm doing with my own money, I have a lot of money in gold mining stocks. I think they're. I think if that's where you're going to strike it rich, right? So if you if you own Bitcoin because you think it's going to the moon, uh, you know you're going to get stuck on the launch pad. But I think some of these mining stocks could actually you know, past the moon and maybe, you know, be, go to one of the outer planets. So that's where you want to put your speculative money. So, you know, read the prospectus, contact, uh, you know, my advisors at your Pacific Asset Management. You can buy my mutual funds if you have a discount brokerage, Count Schwab, Fidelity, E-Trade, uh, uh, Interactive Brokers. They're on all the platforms. You can buy them no load. Just make sure to, to buy the right uh, fund class, but the Euro Pacific Gold Fund. Got it, Peter. Thank you so much. It was great talking yeah. to you. Actually, I'm a big right. fan of yours. I listen to every single of your podcast. Uh, great. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Peter. Take care. You too.